Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. It's time for Barbecue Nation with JT. So fire up your grill, light the charcoal, and get your smoker cooking. Now, from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland, here's JT. Hey everybody, welcome to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT along with Camaro Dave and Commander Chris coming to you from our world-famous Turn It, Don't Burn It studios here in Portland, Oregon. Uh, and you can hear Barbecue Nation, of course, on the Sun BGI radio network out there. I'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills for making this segment possible. Painted Hills Natural Beef, the beef the way nature intended. Um, she's back. That's the only thing I can say is she's back. Lene Oxley-Loop is with us in the studio today. I always get so tickled when Lene comes because if you could, like I say a lot, if you could hear what we say off the air, um, well, the FCC would ban us, but it's pretty funny. So anyway, how you been, kiddo? Uh, amazing. You know what happens in these four walls stays in these four walls, right? <laughs> um, uh, I've been, you know what? It's I've been great. Jeff, how are you? I'm good. Good. I'm good. I'm glad to see. Well, it's springtime now. Ah, oh, beautiful. So things are warming up, and things are people are moving, and people like one thing we can't talk about. People are, I think, are have had enough. They want to get out. They want to do stuff. They've they, had enough. They're yeah. ready to go. They're yeah. they've been cooped up too long. And they're uh, they're they're like a dog on a chain. They just yeah. they want to get free. Yeah, they are. And I've talked to, of course, I talk to different people every week on this show. But some of the people from down south, because you were just in Georgia, and mm-hmm. that that's opened up. Mm-hmm. Florida's opened up. Mm-hmm. Texas, Texas never really closed. Well, Florida didn't either. But my point is, <laughs> those southern states are they're rocking and rolling down here. You get out here towards the west, not so much. We've still got, uh, you know. What, 25% capacity on restaurants now? They, they yeah. ratcheted back down, I think. Yeah, or... that was up, then it was down, then it yeah. was this, and it was that. And if somebody sneezed, then the bureaucrats freaked and all that <laughs> stuff. So, but what have you seen? Uh, not just not you personally in your own business, because we're going to talk about that sure. in the next segment. But sure. what have you seen? What's your view overall of the barbecue industry, uh, whether it's competitions or just people learning to cook across the country. Well, for me personally, in, my, in sugars, my own business, uh, you know, 2020 was just a, a terrible year. Um, yeah. I had a, a ton of caterings on the books, weddings and things of that nature that all had to be postponed. I had classes that had to be postponed to this year. So I'm having to sort of play catch up with all of that. Uh, in addition to just the lack of new business that would come in. <clears throat> and uh, so there was that. And, you know, things are starting to come back to life, just like you're saying. And, um, you know, we just at, at this point in time, we just take it step by step by step, day to day. Uh, don't try to plan too much in the future because, you know, again, uh, the restaurants just started getting ratcheted down to 25%. I believe at this point they were back to 50. Now they're back to 25%. That messes with a lot of people's income, a lot of people's businesses. So with me, with my business, I'm just taking it as I can get it. I am focusing on the things I can control, like the product line that I have, expanding that um, and getting into new retail outlets and things of that nature. As far as the catering is concerned, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm just biding my time flexing my muscles as I can, refining my processes, my processes, and then going from there. Yeah, it's tough, you know, because I've interviewed people from, you know, Northeast, 
they're locked down. Yeah. You know, those upper uh, Great Lakes states, yeah. you know, Michigan, Minnesota, yeah. they're still pretty much locked down yeah. in, in some facet one way or another. Yeah. Um, but then you get to the heartland and the south, and they're like, nah, we're not going to do this. Yeah, and I was just in Georgia this past weekend in Augusta, Georgia, uh, and I uh, got to have some fun out there. And I, other than the airport, which is the size of like a half of a supermarket, I mean, it's a tiny little airport. Right. Um, and you walk out of there, and no one's wearing masks, and every all the restaurants are full, full tilt, and they're having a good time, and the bars are open, and Life is back to normal, as normal can be, and it's refreshing. I even forgot about my mask for a while until I had to go back to the airport and I had to put it back on. So Hopefully Kate Brown isn't listening to yeah. this, this show today. <laughs> Yeah, I you know, listen, I'm not a virologist, I'm not a infectious disease expert, but I will tell you this, I, I it's time to open things up. It's time to to get back to as normal as possible and you know, um that's just my take on it. it we need to just people have had enough. A lot more people are vaccinated such as myself, a lot more confidence out there and so I think that it's time to open things up. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. During your off time. Yeah. And I'm gonna I'm gonna consider two thousand and twenty an off time. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait, I have off time? Wait, yeah. when when yeah. did that happen? <laughs> what did you learn? What did you learn about your own skills? And you were because you made the statement a few minutes ago about perfecting your process. Yeah. So, you know, I'm I always make lists. I always I'm always keeping myself busy. I right. anybody that knows me personally knows that I just do don't like to sit still very long. I have a hard time even watching a movie. I like to be moving. If it's halfway decent weather outside, I like to be outside. I like to be with people. Um and as far as the businesses are concerned, you know, um coming up with a new uh rub to launch, uh, spicy barbecue sauce to launch, uh working with some companies that way, working with some retail outlets. I couldn't be face to face with the public. But uh, I could be on the behind the scenes and the R&D and that sort of thing. Uh, coming up with some new recipes. I'm collecting a bunch of recipes right now for maybe a book in the future. So right. that's kind of a pet thing that I've been wanting to do for a while. Sure. Um, and honestly, house projects and things of that nature. So, And I did a little bit of a traveling as I could. Also, uh, in the middle of all this uh, lockdown, um, every once in a while, we would uh, compete in stake the the SCA yep. State Cook Off Association that we would have these private events a uh, private contest everybody would spread out be safe and I would uh, do these little stake contests and I did really well with the stake contest it was so something that I had time to do a little bit of extra money that I had put aside for this so I wasn't bogged down with caterings and classes and things of that nature I could just go out there and have some fun and cook some steak in a contest and have a good time with that so uh, just a behind the scenes that sort of thing as far as refining processes. You know, it's really just about refining recipes, uh, right. keeping cooking, getting, keeping my skills going, uh, discovering some new things. And, you know, that's pretty much what I meant. Are you, when you're prepping, is there anything new you've changed in your prepping? I mean, you and I have talked about this a dozen times, but, sure. but you're always interesting to me because you're, you're always very aware and like your radar is out to try new things and to do new things. Yeah. So, you know, I kind of, for better or for worse, get bored easy. And so when I feel like I've got a process down with, say, cooking ribs, cooking brisket, things of that nature, I like to bend the rules a little bit. I like to see what would be to do something new, to try a new temperature, a new rub, a new... Right. a new you know right trimming process things of that nature and um also you know using different cookers and because every single time i get a new cooker i have to learn all over again how to how to use that and so i like to challenge myself in that regard and um and also just trying new things out i mean i just i don't like to just 
sit there and do the same thing over and over and over again. I just get bored. And um, so uh, I started playing around with making pastrami from scratch. And uh, have I perfected the recipe? Absolutely not. There's always room for improvement. But I make a damn good pastrami, and that's something that I want to have that I you know want to offer in my catering services. Uh, and, um, and I love it. It's just wonderful. It's a lot more, it's a lot of fun refining bacon. Uh, I'd love to get into some, uh, you know, um, salami making some charcuterie, that sort of thing. So that's something I've been dabbling a little in, but not much. And, uh, so I'm excited to get going on that. I got a great Christmas present this year. I got a commercial KitchenAid mixer thing, but you can also grind with that. Yeah. Cause, um, I guess I was too cheap over the years to really want to buy a commercial grinder, mm-hmm. but I really wouldn't have a use for it, you know, but this one came with it. So all the trim and stuff I've been saving now. And in a couple of weeks, I'm going to, my buddy's going to come down and we're going to grind it and turn it into burger and maybe some sausage and stuff. And see how that works out. You know, um, even if you use it half a handful of times uh, or in a, in a year or right. so, uh, it's it's great. You know, every time every time you trim a steak or a brisket or whatever, you know, save those scraps, put them in your freezer, and then at the end of the time, you've got a lot thawed out. Grind it up, make hamburgers, make you know chili meat, whatever you're gonna do, right. sausage or whatever you're gonna do, and it's yours. You know what went into it, and yep. it, there's a pride in that. Yeah. And there's a million videos online on how to pump sausages and how to make grind and things like that. Uh, the the ratios of fat to to meat and and spices and all kinds of kits and things. But at the end of the day, if you can make your own sausage, frankfurters or whatever, and eat that, and you're like, wow, you know, I did this from scratch. Yep. That's cool. Yep. That's very cool. And I just like creating stuff. Yeah, me too. You know, Mm -hmm. I just like creating it. I Mm -hmm. think that's what really got me hooked on cooking so many years ago was to be able to create something and you put it down in front of somebody. And if they actually (laughs) smile when they eat it (laughs) and not a forced response right. you know? a, a, a genuine response yeah yeah it's something like, you know you don't have an eight inch knife in the throat you know just eat it and see what happens you know yeah. and and i think that's what uh, what did it for me yeah and guess what happens you get the pride on knowing that you yeah. made this yeah and then they get the 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 fortune of trying it trying for it. better for worse yeah for trying it right yeah and if they like it then guess what happens you feel more confident in your abilities yeah and that makes you feel better so that propels you and inspires you to move forward and to try other things. Right. And that is what this whole thing is about. That's why I love doing it. Yeah. No, it's it's terrific. And I I can't tell you in um how many times I actually created something mm-hmm. live mm-hmm. on TV yeah. that I didn't know I was gonna do. I just kind of thought, well, I'll try this and I'll do this and I'll do this. And I whipped it up in basically six minutes and it worked. Yeah. Uh, I'm really lucky. <laughs> and I've done that in front of millions of people. Yeah. You know, on these shows, yeah. like on Barbecue Brawl, right? Yeah. I may not have gotten very far on that show. I got three episodes in or whatever. But, you know, in the beginning of that show, I had this mindset of, I'm not going to cook for the judges. I'm going to cook for me. Yeah. And I'm going to make things I like. You know, I'm going to cook what they want me to cook, beef ribs or whatever sure. it is. That's the task at hand, but I'm going to make it the way I like to eat it. And if they don't like it, nah, I don't care. If I'm one and done, I'm gone. I'm, I'm okay. I still yeah. had a lot of fun with it. And I did the things. So, you know, springboarding on what you just said, I love to, I a lot of those recipes, they weren't in my head. I just pulled them out of thin air. I'm like, all right, let's look, let's, let's, let's take this and this and this, combine it together and throw it up on the wall and see if it sticks, yep. <laughs> you know? Yep. So that's fun. And when it works out, boy, I'll tell you what, it's, it's, well, it's, a, it's an ego boost for it, one, it but is, it's fun. It is. And then my problem is they always say, 
Oh, we'll have the recipe on the website. Yeah, I know. I'm like, oh, right God, I got to show. I got to write the recipe now. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> People uh, ask me a lot of times, too, Jeff. It's really hilarious. They're like, hey, what was the recipe to the meatloaf that you made on Pitmasters or whatever? It's uh, like, I had to really think about it. I had to actually write a recipe for it because yeah, I, didn't, I yeah. didn't have they, I'm like, they didn't give us recipes. They, they, no. They're like, here, make a meatloaf. We're like, oh, okay. I guess we're making a meatloaf. We're going to take a break here on Barbecue Nation. Lene and I will be back in just a few minutes. Uh, thanks for being with us. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT. Uh, Lene Oxley Loop is with us today. Before we get chatting with Lene again, couple of things we're on facebook we're on twitter if you want to email us you can go to uh, bbqnationjt.com and there's an icon there you can send me a message and directly to me or if you just want some general general information you can go to uh, info at the cowboycook.com and we've got recipes and stuff all over the place so it shouldn't be too hard for you to find what you need um let's get back and talk with Lene. you teach a lot i do and you have classes. You just came back from Georgia where mm-hmm. you were teaching um, at Rec Tech down there in Augusta. Mm-hmm. But I'll save, <laughs> I'll save that for the golf show. Um, what do you teach people? What do you teach them? Um, well, my own classes I have here uh, are uh-huh. backyard classes. And I teach them every summer. Uh, and I teach them actually out of my house in Battleground, Washington. Uh-huh. I have a big backyard that I have. I have my, uh, some cookers set up. And I teach ribs and brisket and chicken and pork and some other things tri-tip and pork loin i cook salmon i do a lot of different things at each class sure i like to do a side dish i like to do an appetizer keep things interesting uh i teach backyard i love teaching competition uh, that's what i was teaching this past weekend at in augusta at right. rec tech I, and but i love teaching backyard i just want to get the average jill and the average joe I want to get them more confident in cooking ribs or brisket or keeping their chicken from drying out or whatever happened. Right. And so that's what I love to do because competition's one thing. And that's where I got my start in barbecue. And I love competition. I always have a, a soft spot for competition, but I've worked, I've moved past competition. Competition's a small world, but I don't, I, whether you're cooking on a pellet grill or a, 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 um, a, a, a charcoal grill or a gas, I don't care. Right. Um, I want you to feel confident when you go to a big box store, when you go to the, you know, your neighborhood grocery store, that you can look at a piece of meat and go, hey, you know what? I know how to cook that. Right. And so that's what it's all about for me. So I teach a lot of different things. I dispel myths. I break down meat uh, to basics, you know, kind of barbecue one-on-one. If somebody sure. wants to get technical, I'll get technical. But I'm really teaching a lot of application, how to pick meat, how to trim it, seasoning, cooking, Right. Finish times, temps, you know, things of that nature. And of course, the students that I teach get to eat all this food that I make. So nobody leaves hungry. Uh, so <laughs> so really, it's just it, it's the ABCs of cooking. And I like to cook on a on a on a charcoal grill. I like to cook on a pellet grill. Um, so I want to cover all the bases. Right. Uh, to uh, keep it more recognizable to the people that attend the classes. By and large, 85 to 90% of the people that attend my class are largely on a pellet grill of some sort. 
And so, well, that's pretty common in, the, in our area. It too. is exactly. And listen, I, if they want, if, if somebody wants to learn fire management and draft and air, I'll, I can teach them that. But a lot of people just want to get better at their ribs. You know how to cook better right. ribs. How to keep chicken. Uh, my chicken's always drying out. And it's always it's gross. How do I do? You know yeah. the basics, and that's what I'm doing. No, I think that's very good because I know on this show sometimes we get way out in the weeds with yeah. the competitors. Mm-hmm talking about maybe how they trim or if they inject and all this when people either email me or you know get a hold of me somehow or they see me out and they'll say something well what would you do i don't tell them to do that yeah you know um like injecting i'm you can do, you can certainly do it and there's lots of different things you can inject with there's all kinds of apparatus you can use and all that depending on how far you want to go down that road mm-hmm. But if, like you said, if if it's a backyard deal and you've got two other couples coming over on Sunday for a, a barbecue, do you really want to do that 13-hour brisket for those people? Or do you want to do spend three hours, you know, prepping and cooking a couple of racks of ribs for everybody? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like absolutely. That. So I, I try to keep it simple. Yeah. Like there, I think there's room for both uh, schools. Yeah. I, you know, I think... When it comes to, you know, listen, I owe a lot to Competition Barbecue. Sure. It's how I got my start. It's how I got a name out there. Uh, it opened the doors for television shows that I've been on. And then, of course, that opened the many doors of opportunity and, right. and you know, paths that I've taken for um, a successful, um, you know, successful career in barbecue that continues to this day, to this moment. But I don't forget about the basics and I don't forget about the backyard, right? The the ABCs of it, right? So whether you're cooking ribs, tri-tip, one of my favorite things in the world to cook is tri-tip. Oh, yeah. My God, I love cooking tri-tip. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, and you don't have to get super technical about it, you know, injecting briskets and trimming money muscles out of pork butts and, you know, and, and skinning chicken on chicken thighs to make the bite through skin and blah, blah, blah. All the rest. That's fun and that's great. That is a whole different genre of barbecue. Yeah. And if somebody wants to learn that, I'll teach them that. But honestly, in my opinion, in my opinion, my hearts of hearts, okay, I go on record in saying this. Okay. That's not really barbecue, okay? Barbecue, to me at least, that is that that you're injecting and you're cooking in butter and you're covering and you're braising and you're doing all stuff. It's food craft. It's a food sport. Yeah. So anytime you have that, you are you're breaking that food to an, to just the minutia of degree of flavor and tenderness right. and appearance. Everything has to be perfect, perfect, perfect. Right. Because it's going in front of a judge to eat one or two bites if you're lucky. My favorite kind of barbecue is to feed you and your family. Let's just chow down on some ribs. They're a little bit charred because I put them on charcoal. Man, they taste great. Yeah. And and you know what I mean? It, the chicken's not bite through, but boy, it's juicy and it's amazing. And the brisket, yeah, salt, pepper, brisket with smoke. And it's just the best brisket in the whole wide world. Right. So no injections or any of that stuff. No phosphates, yeah. no artificials and flavor enhancers and that sort of thing. Right. Uh, that's the stuff I love to do. That's what really, really like pulls at my heart. See, that's that's what I learned. Mm-hmm. That's what, no pun intended, what I cut my teeth on was what we were just talking about. Yeah. And I think that the average person on their deck, their patio in their backyard, or maybe they just got a little balcony in a condo. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. they probably don't have the time most of them on a continuous basis to try to cook like competition barbecue you know nothing wrong with it i think it's great and i think it really puts a name out there for barbecue but i think the average person would like to know you know like is it 
is it really necessary that I do this for 12 hours? Is it really ne necessary that I, I brine this turkey for two days before I cook it? Exactly. Exactly. Nah, not really, but I can tell you about it, but yeah. Yeah. And at the same time, you know, I, you know, with, with, with competition barbecue, especially in the television shows by the, with pitmasters that I was lucky enough to get to be involved with, you know, <clears throat> John Marcus, the executive producer, he really did an amazing thing for barbecue. And he got people from their couches right. that watching watching these shows and going, hey, you know what? I can do this. We're going to take another break here on Barbecue Nation on the Sun Radio Networks. Uh, Lene and I will be back in a couple of minutes. Enjoy the commercials because we're going to talk behind your back. We'll be right back. If you're enjoying GT and his show, come check out my podcast, Around the House with Eric G, where we talk home improvement and design right here where you catch this podcast. Head to AroundTheHouseOnline.com. Welcome back, everybody, to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT. We're talking with Lene Oxley-Loop today from Sugar's Barbecue up in southwest Washington. We want to thank the folks again at Painted Hills Natural Beef. Um, beef just like your grandpa used to raise. And you can go to the Painted Hills Beef website, PaintedHillsNaturalBeef.com. There's a store locator. They're not just indigenous here to the northwest. Um, but if you can try some please do and also my friends over david malik and his crew at gunter wilhelm knives that's a really good high professional quality at a reasonable price you can go online and find them at gunterwilhelm.com so you're building a trailer <laughs> and you're finding out about all kinds of state and local regulations boy don't you know it and yeah, I know it's a big pain, mm -hmm. but in the long run, it'll be worth it, I'm sure. Uh, you know, I said... Some, but let me tell you this. Let me say this, because I've, I've been through that process. Uh -huh. Okay. You got to wonder who in the hell wrote these regs. Oh, why. gosh. You know, <laughs> uh, it's just like uh, uh, people that make the... Um, decisions in the restaurant industry yeah. just a bunch of suits sitting around a table writing writing rules and regulations then they've never set foot on a floor of a restaurant or the no. kitchen of a restaurant but anyway i digress um you know <laughs> so i got uh so at some point soon uh hopefully in the next few weeks i will be opening my uh very first uh actually second uh but uh barbecue trailer for sugar's barbecue it's going to be located in richfield washington down uh, downtown richfield sure by the park i'm really looking forward to getting that up and running uh the woman that owns the lot uh is really enthusiastic as is um uh, Ridgefield in general, all the powers that be there. Very, very enthusiastic about having Sugar's Barbecue down there. Uh, it's going to be a sizable trailer. It's 20, it's about 30 feet uh, by seven and a half feet. It's a big trailer. We're going to serve uh, tried and true barbecue, uh, old smoke, you know, smoked, uh, pit smoked barbecue, plus some uh, special sides and lots of uh, dishes and things like that and expand the menu to include other things. Uh, to get to that point, though, however, <laughs> there are a lot of hoops to jump through. And um, I've run a barbecue trailer before many, many moons ago, and it was great. Health department license, business license, find a place to set up, drop anchor, oh, put the open sign on, and boom, you're selling pulled pork sanchez. This, however, is not that case. Uh, there's a lot of permitting, a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, special... Um, 
inspections that you have to go through, hoops you have to jump through to even get the sign open. And uh, I'm just uh, got a laundry list of boxes to tick. I'm ticking them off and trying to do the best I can with that and just keeping my head above the water and keeping it positive and that sort of thing. Because I'm in this for the long haul and anyone who's known me knows that I know that relationships in general, barbecue or others, it, they're an investment and right. I'm in it for the long term. Right. So once I get past this, keep it day to day to day, get past this. And then, uh, then it's uh, this will be all forgotten about, and we'll be able to move forward and bring my barbecue to the people. And that's what I want to do. Is not everybody wants to hire me for a catering to feed thirty, fifty, two thousand people. Sure. They want to just get dinner, and I want to be there for that. And uh, so I'm really, really excited. So now everybody will be able to have a chance to taste the uh, sugar barbecue. So. <laughs> I can just see the like the steam and stuff coming out <laughs> of your ears, you know. Yeah. And yesterday, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Yesterday was a trying day because I got a bunch of more things to 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 uh, to uh, spell out for Washington the Labor and Industries. It's a organization in Washington L and I, and anybody that's in Washington dealt with L and I uh, knows how much of a challenge that can be. Uh, and uh, but you know what? I'm doing it, and I'm making it through. And I, and this is a learning curve for me, learning more about structure and learning more about the way that these things are built and the mechanisms behind it, rather than just the food, which is really cool. So I'm choosing to look at it as a challenge, just like I said earlier about getting challenges uh, and getting bored easy. And uh, but uh, like I said, it's it's we're going to jump through it. We're going to get everything ticked off and we're going to open up and we're going to serve the best barbecue you've ever had. Well, that is one way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to You know, glass half full, my friend. Glass yeah, half yeah, full. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. That's how well, I live my life. You just get a smaller glass and dump it in. And then it's and, full. And then it's full. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yep. It's a learning curve. It's all a learning curve. Yeah. That's What's going to be on your menu? Uh, we're going to do. So I'm doing uh, brisket. Uh, just tried and true favorites for right now. Right. Brisket, uh, pork, chicken, uh, of course, uh, ribs, and uh, we're doing uh, homemade sides. We've got potato salad. We've got amazing coleslaw. Um, we've got uh, a loaded uh, rodeo fries. We're calling them rodeo fries, which basically fries with homemade queso with barbecue on top, and it's just going to be this big old pile, and it's going to be awesome. Wow. We're doing uh, homemade hush puppies. We're doing um, all kinds of different things. And for dessert, we're doing a uh, house-made uh, banana pudding, old-school classic banana pudding Ooh. that'll blow your mind. Ooh. So um, that's going to be my opening menu. We're doing sandwiches and then plates, and then uh, I want to expand. We're going to have a burger program that we're going to introduce, and then I'm going to have different things. I'm going to do pork belly. I'm going to do burn ends. I'm going to do fried yeah. catfish. I'm going to do a lot of different things. So I really, you know, the core is going to be barbecue. That's what people are known known for. But I'm also a chef, and I also can do a lot of different things, a lot right. of house-made things, homemade things from scratch. And so uh, I want to uh, exercise some of that skill and bring some other things to people. But I don't want to lose my identity, which is barbecue, and that's how people know sure. me. So. Do you, are you going to do most of the meat smoking off? premise and then fill up the no trail. it's all going to be done on premise so uh in clark county which is where this is going to be located um the and i think actually in washington in general uh, even if you have a class four mobile food uh cart a concession mm -hmm. cart and you can make everything on that cart you still have to be work in conjunction with a commercial uh a land-based commercial kitchen uh certified commercial kitchen so th the products are going to be assembled there seasoned and everything and then brought onto the trailer to cook and finish and that sort of thing so it just keeps everything on the on the level uh but yeah no things are going to be made on the trailer start to finish so Very excited good. about that yeah so i invite you to come down I'll let you i know will i will be there yeah. i will come have lunch dinner breakfast whatever. it's gonna be great it's gonna be awesome we're gonna be busy yeah i've had a lot of people call me already and like email me and text me and when's the trailer open when's the trailer open <laughs> and and everybody wants to know so 
Yeah, well, we're going to be open. And you were talking about you're expanding some seasonings for sugars. Yes. Uh, so I've got a steak rub that's coming out, which I'm very, very excited about. It's just in line to get bottled. Uh, I'm just waiting for the bottling. The, I've got the rub, got the bottles, got the uh, labels. Right. Just need it uh, on the processing line. I've also got a spicy barbecue sauce that I'm launching as well. Super excited about that. And that's going to add to the family of products that I already have. And... Um, I'm just excited to get these things out. It's been a long time coming, and I wanted to launch both of those last year, but that wasn't really the the climate to do that, both no. uh, financially and just you know. But um, but and and I'll tell you, uh, you know, 2020, everything else was sort of downturned and shut down. But my saving grace was the product line. Yeah, I've I'm in uh, almost 90 different retail outlets in the Northwest uh, and in Montana and Idaho, uh, and I am super excited and super lucky to have. You know, where people weren't, you know, eating out at restaurants, they were cooking at home. Yeah. And so that was a that was a blessing for me and the business. So that really kept the lights on uh, because, uh, you know, I, I sold just crap loads of product, uh, both on my website, which people can order and also in the retail outlets that I'm glad I'm happy to get into. You know that 25 years from now, people are going to be running this country that were homeschooled by day drinkers in 2020. <laughs> so you better keep that in mind, folks. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, kids today are going to be running the show, you know, coming up here pretty soon. So yeah. they're going to remember this, you know. You know, I I, I I just think this is, listen, we could we could wallow in misery if we if we choose to, or we can try to look at the bright side of all this and look right. forward, look downrange. This isn't going to be forever. We're going to crawl out of this. And like we said in the beginning of the show, I mean, it was – People are ready, but I know I'm chomping at the bit, having traveled a little bit and been fortunate enough to do yep. that. Uh, airplanes are starting. They're starting to pack airplanes now. And it's really interesting, kind of on a side note, how everybody is, you know, six feet, six feet, six feet. And then they get on a plane. Everybody's six inches away from one another. You it know, just, it really, just seems to be very, uh, you know, contradictory. If you were really disgruntled by by the sardine type traveling you probably should have flown all last year and i where, did where you had the a seat in the middle or you were one per aisle depending on what they were doing it would have been great <laughs> i will tell you that, that, that as as awful as it was it was equally as wonderful because the airports were half packed so you can get to security in like 10 seconds yeah uh the planes you almost had a whole plane to yourself so that was kind of cool you almost felt bad because the plane was like using the same amount of gas same amount of fuel to you know sure haul me from one place to another i wouldn't feel that bad but <laughs> but it's uh but now i having just flown back from augusta i tell you what they packed that plane pretty full up so we still had the middle seat. Um, I flew Delta, and they had the middle seat free. Uh, but but I think that's that's going to be. But they started to serve like food and full-on beverages now. Starting to get that service clicked back into into uh, into operation. Someday I'll tell you the story of me flying to Washington D.C. on the very last row. Oh God! Of an American Airlines flight from Portland to Dulles, uh, with middle seat me oh. in a middle seat. Um, and even though I was a lot thinner then, it's still, I'm not a tiny guy. <laughs> and I was between a, uh, a nun and a chain smoker. <laughs> I think that maybe the nun became a chain smoker by the end of that flight. I've never flown American <laughs> Airlines again. Sorry, guys, but that's just me. But uh, that, that, was a, that was a tough day for this cowboy. You know, sometimes, you know, when you get on the plane, they hand out the little uh, packets of uh, sanitizer, hand wipes, yeah. and things like that. So they should also hand out little uh, samples of uh, deodorant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been on a few of those flights. Well, probably coming back from Middle East or something, I probably needed the deodorant because I was riding in the back with the goats. But, you, know, you know those goats, they can smoke. Camel cigarettes like crazy, you know. You ever that? It's it's true story, true story. What would be your dream job? 
Is it what you're building now, or do you see something beyond that in, it, it, in it, cooking it, and barbecue? You know, honestly, my dream... I'm, I feel like I'm kind of living my dream now because I get to do what I'm doing. Right. I'm not stuck in a cubicle, you know, with a headset sure. on and looking at a computer screen. I would just look like just it wouldn't be a good fit. But at the same time, what I'd love to do is, you know, I want to I don't want to stop at just one food cart. I want to open up a number of them all over the place. I'd love to get a brick and mortar at some point in time, you know, right. basically, you know, as I get streamlined and I have the processes done yeah. and it's more cookie cutter. Uh, that's my dream. It's to have a, a a chain of Sugar's Barbecue restaurants around. Just quick service restaurants, counter service, take it and go. No table service at all. Just easy peasy. Um, and I'd love to do what, like a lot of sub so, sub shops are doing, and a lot of pizza places are sure. doing. Very very easy concepts. Not very you know keep the overhead in check and um, get customers served um, and get them treated right and get a- absolute high quality food to them every single day nonstop. And that so that would be my dream. I think it's a good dream. Yeah. I think it's yeah. a good dream. Yeah. We're going to take another break here on Barbecue Nation. Lene and I will be back in just a couple minutes. Uh, don't go away. Hey, everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. All the leaves are brown. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. Uh, Lene, Ockley, Loop, and I are having some fun this week. By the way, I, I told you last week, the Amazing Ribs meetup in Memphis has been postponed until August of 2022. That's next year. It was just too cumbersome to get people. And and like we talked earlier in the show, you know, there's still COVID restrictions on on people and states and blah, blah, blah. And it spooked some people. Yeah. So they, they did the wise thing and they, they're putting it in um, 2022 there. Um, what else? I also think that sponsors are kind of weary about trying to sponsor things like that, you know, being associated with things like that. Yeah, because it's it's a counter, it's a cancel culture that we live in. So every every time any anything pisses anybody off, then they are like, oh, yeah. that's it, I'm going to boycott this. Yeah, thing. and they got to stop that. Yeah, they got to stop. Anyway, tell us about uh, teaching at RecTech. Oh yes, uh, so I got back from Augusta, Georgia, home uh, of for the RecTech of the Masters, of course. Great, uh, and um. I didn't meet anybody famous over there, but uh, I did meet some other uh, pitmasters who are teaching along with myself at Rec Tech, which is based in Augusta. Uh, amazing organization. They build pellet cookers. Right. Uh, some of the best pellet cookers that you have used. Unbelievable fit and finish. Great machines. Uh, it's a lifestyle brand. They've got coolers and they've got all kinds of different tumblers. They've got all kinds of different things that they make there to promote um, this recreational technology, this this outdoor life, without sure. going super technical about it. Uh, they make these um, rock-solid uh, pellet cookers that are just basically set-it-and-forget-it kind of um, cookers. They're wonderful. They're easy to use. And throughout the course of the summer, they have RecTech Academy, and they uh, have at least one time per month, and they take an entire weekend where they basically get infiltrated with a bunch of students who pay a lot of money to go and take this RecTech Academy. They have a meet-and-greet on Thursday. You get a chance to meet everybody. Students come in. 
Uh, there's tons of food, there's tons of drinks, things like that. It's a very relaxed atmosphere. Uh, of course, the staff at RecTech bend over backwards to make sure everyone is taking care of whatever they need. They hire a chef for the weekend. They've got a big commercial kitchen there. Cooks nonstop for everybody, breakfast, lunch. They have a big pig picking. And then they have a rotating uh, group of pitmasters, such as myself. And we go out there uh, and we teach uh, our different uh the different classes that are there. Sure. So it's a backyard. So it's a it's a competition class, kind of a light competition class, and we teach competition style barbecue. We can also teach some backyard stuff too. Uh, last couple of times I was there, I taught uh, brisket, and then another person will teach ribs, and then another person will teach uh, pork butt, and so on and so right. on. And then they have other things that go on as well, steak and things like that. So um, it's really comprehensive. The students get involved. They they get their hands dirty with meat and trimming. There's a little contest. Uh, everybody's got their own bevy of cookers that they use, and uh, so it's very, very hands-on, and it's uh, it's basically two very long days on your feet. Uh, it's, it's intensive, but it's relaxed, and it's a lot of fun. It's very informative, and I'm going to tell you, by the time that weekend is over, uh, by Saturday afternoon when it's done and everybody's going home, there are people hugging each other and lifetime friends and family. That you've increased yes. uh, because of barbecue. Like I said in the, be- in the beginning, barbecue has opened a ton of doors of, of opportunity for me, uh, increased my, my family throughout the course of the uh, country. And so this is no uh, different than that. I love getting out there the rec deck and teaching. I love teaching at Trigger's Barbecue classes, backyard classes, pitmaster classes, but I love going out to rec deck. I'm very, very fortunate that I get a chance to go out there. And, well, uh, it sounds like also, though, at the end of the day, <clears throat> because of what was provided to you, you mm-hmm. could self-medicate if you had sore feet oh gosh absolutely yeah they, they uh by the coffee makers they have big uh bottles of ibuprofen <laughs> among other things so you know the any need is taken care of no one's thirsty no one's starving and um and it's just a lot of fun and it's great to coach and teach people that are just some people are just deer in the headlights they're brand new to this right and other people have a little experience they they kind of know what's going on in in the meat world uh, in barbecue world, but they just want to get better at doing this. And um, at the end of that weekend, you've got 30 people that are out there spreading the love of, of RecTech. Uh, RecTech has taken very good care of me. It's a great, like I said, it's a great organization. I use RecTech pellet, pellet cookers and uh, and I wouldn't think of using any other pellet cooker. Just unbelievable. I, honestly, you don't hear about them very much in you this don't. part of the world. You don't. They are they are sort of uh, direct to consumer, so they don't do bo- big box stores. They don't do a distributor model. Right. Um, and I've asked them about that, and they just that that's just not kind of what they want to do. Uh, so people that come to my class to a certain extent never seen them before. Um, and I've got I've got five different models that I use, and um, by the end of it, they want to go buy one because they love these things and they they get a chance to taste meat cooked yeah. on off yeah. of those and um so but you don't until you find somebody that's got one you can't just go to a store and kind of bang around right. on it and touch it and feel it and you know uh, ask them to somebody about it so it's it's kind of it's kind of an interesting model um it works for them they're not losing business you know the, the their their headquarters is there they've got a gigantic building that they took over they've got semi trucks full of cookers of grills going 24/7 leaving that up leaving that place. They've got fork, forklifts. They've got a warehouse full from 
floor to ceiling of cookers yeah. that they've got going out. So they're not missing they're not them missing the beat on, on business. And you said they do coolers and other things. They too? do coolers, tumblers, it's shirts, hats, they do all the merchandise stuff that, that a lot of other companies do. But they're just really promoting that that lifestyle brand. They do um on the daily they have um videos that they have on, on um Instagram, YouTube, uh they have an after hours, they have a lunchtime. Uh, they combined forces with a company called Dirty Girl, and they are out there. They have uh, uh, alcohol mixes and things like that, sure. you know, booze and, and uh, margaritas and Bloody Marys, things like that. Dirty Girl, which is really cool. So they're doing they're, – they're basically – and they're, they're branching out. They're expanding their lineup, and they've got really cool cookers on the way, and it's really cool stuff. Do you find it's easier for you to use a pellet cooker than – charcoal or stick burner or something especially when you're teaching well for me personally uh, it's all it, uh, it's it, is it easy sure it's easier you kind of yeah. set the temperature and you make sure that there's pellets in the hopper and you walk away yeah it's easy right easy bake oven um but but it's not any less of a challenge for me because i'm looking at it in different ways i'm looking at how this machine is working and i'm looking what it's doing to the meat and I'm looking at how it's cooking the meat and I'm sure. looking at the pellet construction and I'm looking at how the auger works and I'm looking at the kind of the ins and outs of it. The same thing with uh, using an offset, uh, like a traditional offset pit, you know, where you're burning logs, like old school stuff. Right. Or, uh, a, 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 you know, a, a charcoal-based cooker, uh, like a grill, and you're having to really play with that air intake and combustion and the uh, the exhaust and and moving things around, cold spots, hot pot, hot spots, indirect, right. direct. So is it is it easier? Sure, it's easier, but um, I love it all. I mean, and I, I love the challenge of all of it, no matter how long I've been doing it. Um, website? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, please follow me, Instagram, Sugars BBQ. There you go. Website, Sugars Barbecue, S-U-G-A-R-S-B-A-R-B-E-C-U-E.com. There you go. Uh, Facebook, Sugars Barbecue. There you go. Um, good stuff. I've had Lene's rubs and sauces. They're very, very good. Uh, that's going to wrap it up this week here on uh, the first hour of Barbecue Nation. Um, for those of the stations down the line that carry the second hour, it'll be here just before you know it. And for everybody else, we'll be back next week with another edition. So take care. Be kind out there, people. Barbecue Nation is produced by JTSD LLC Productions in association with Envision Networks and Salem Media Group. All rights reserved.